So ever wonder what might happen if you just kind of stopped eating for seven days? <laughs> I know, probably not. Well, I did. And I actually did that experiment just a couple of days ago. And some really fascinating things happened during it. And in today's riff, I'm going to share the details of my seven-day fast. Along with that, in today's Good Life Science Update, we've got some really fascinating new research on how sunlight may actually help heal damage done to your cardiovascular system. That's right, just going out into the sun. So learn how I didn't eat for seven days and I'm still here talking to you and what sun might do to your cardiovascular system in today's Good Life Update. I'm Jonathan Fields, and this is Good Life Project. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So what in the world would lead somebody who lived in the middle of one of the greatest cities in the world, literally could walk out their door 24 hours a day and get almost anything they wanted to eat, what would lead that person to not eat for seven days? Well, that would be me, and that would be the experiment that I just ran, a seven-day fast. I didn't think it was possible. I thought it would be brutally hard. But I wanted to do this because there's been an increasing body of research on fasting. 
and how it helps us. If you look at uh, sort of the history of culture, we were ancestrally spent a lot of time eating and then not eating, uh, fasting for longer windows of time. Even as part of almost every faith-based tra- spiritual tradition, there is an element of fasting to it. And, and we kind of knew intuitively that it was healthy. Well, I mean, more ancestrally, it was feast or famine. You know, you would hunt and you would eat and then you would have nothing for you know, days at a time. So our bodies it seems adapted to that. And now there's been a whole bunch of science that's gone on around fasting. And what they know is that there are actually tremendous health benefits done to controlled fasting that range from uh, reduction in inflammation, reduction in all sorts of disease risk, of course, potential weight loss, if that's something you're doing it for. Uh, There's also a process in the body where damaged uh, or precancerous cells effectively die when you fast. And uh, at least my understanding is that from the research that I've done and from what I've been told from experts who uh, study this stuff on a pretty regular basis. Why did I want to do this? Well, it was for all of those reasons, but it was for me primarily, I was very curious about the anti-inflammatory effect of fasting. When you fast, what happens when you fast for more than especially a couple of days, around day three-ish, what happens is your body sort of burns through the readily available source of energy, your carbs, glucose, glycogen, and then it turns to the fat in your body. And you start to, you're, you're very inefficient at burning that fat at first but then you become pretty efficient pretty quickly. And I'll share how I know that in the fast that I did. And what happens then is your body starts to produce these things called ketones. And when it does that, ketones are an energy source, but they are also very powerful anti-inflammatory. And I have been curious what that might do to my body because I am 52 years old. I have for a while now experienced some level of joint pain in my body and nothing's really done the trick and I don't want to spend my life on NSAIDs or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, things like over-the-counter, you know, like aspirin, Advil, stuff like that. It's just not something that uh, I would prefer to do. So I was really curious whether a seven-day fast would actually have a powerful anti-inflammatory effect in my body. So I set out to do it. I went and I connected with a good friend of mine, also a functional medicine doc, Dr. Frank Lipman, who you have actually heard on the podcast if you have listened in the past, and we kind of sat down together and made a plan. And uh, I would strongly recommend, if you consider doing anything like this, that you in fact do it with some level of deep research and medical supervision. This is not something that you do lightly. The plan was pretty straightforward. My approach was uh, rather than straight water, I would replace, uh, I would have, instead of lunch and dinner every day, uh, I would simply have a cup of uh, bone broth. And um, that in part was to put just a touch of flavor and fat into what I was doing, but also replace some electrolytes and some salt, which would keep my system better balanced. Again, I could go into uh, sort of the the more detailed chemistry of that, but I want to share more about the experience with you because there are a lot of things that people asked me when they heard I was doing this. And there are a lot of surprises that came to me along the way. So one, first... I wrapped this about three days ago. I went Sunday to Monday. And so I'm now about three days past. So I can give you a little bit of a post data as well. Okay, let's talk about 
the big questions and the big awakenings. Hunger. Dude, you must be starving. That's what I heard <laughs> to almost anybody who I told. And it wasn't a lot of people I told, but almost to the one they're saying, are you serious? Like, how are you even upright? You're, you must be doubled over in hunger. Here's the interesting thing about this experience. I was for the first two days. I got pretty hungry. Actually, the first day was okay because it's not so hard to fast for 24 hours, honestly. Um, so many of us do it. I, I, have, I will occasionally do that unintentionally because I guess get wrapped up in work and I realize, oh, wow, I ate dinner last night and it's almost dinner today and I haven't eaten. When you come around to day two, it gets kind of tough because you start to really feel the pangs of hunger and you're running out of the readily available source of energy in your body. So, and you haven't really started effectively converting over to using body fat, by the way, which I have plenty of in my body to last me very likely weeks of not eating if I really needed to, and I knew how to do it right. In that transitional process, or before you make that transition, before your body starts to effectively burn the fat, you don't feel that great, um, and you feel pretty hungry. Uh, you get a whole bunch of cravings too, but an interesting thing happens on around day three-ish, is that the body starts to kick into the fat burning as a primary substrate for energy mode. And when it does that, the fact that you're now burning something else, you're kicking off ketones in your body, you're um, starting to have an anti-inflammatory effect in your body, and you haven't had sort of the uh, high-carb content substances that very often trigger the chemical releases in your body that lead to cravings, you're not actually all that hungry. So this was really weird because at about day six, five or six, my wife would say to me, she's like, I can't believe the willpower that you have of being able to not eat. And I said, you know, what's interesting to me is I don't have a lot of willpower and it's not taking a lot of willpower to do this once I got sort of into and past the third day. In fact, I have taken a strength assessment. Actually, I've taken a number in my past. And ranked 25 out of 25 for me is self-regulation. I am not a really good person for organic willpower, especially when it comes to food. But for some reason, the changes in my physiology uh, around day three made it really not too hard. In fact, a number of times my wife would find me sort of sitting on a couch later in the evening watching food TV or scanning my Instagram feed, looking at food accounts. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you like, doesn't this drive you nuts? And I said, oddly enough, I'm actually fine. I even sat down with a family dinner where, you know, there was great food on the table. And I sat there with a glass of water and a little bit of bone broth. And I was completely fine not having it. And this is coming from somebody who actually likes food and is a chocolate fiend and there's chocolate all over the place. So it was really fascinating to me to be able to experience that shift in satiety and pretty much a reduction or close to an elimination in cravings around day three of day seven. So let's talk about the next big discovery and question. And that is, how did my brain work? during seven days of fasting. Here again was another surprise. I had a very heavy week last week while I was fasting. 
So if you do this in, uh, there are residential facilities you can go to and do it. I chose to do it at home, you know, sort of with access to a, a trusted healthcare provider and a, a plan in place. And also having done a lot of research on this myself and really understanding what goes on here and how to take care of myself. So if you're in a residential facility, very often you're not doing much to sort of tax yourself cognitively. I lived a regular week. I worked. I did all sorts of other things. I actually recorded a couple of interviews for this process. I did a bunch of writing. Um, we were working on new projects and products. In the middle of that, I also was interviewed, uh, one in person and one remotely. They both lasted about 90 minutes. And these were you know, interviews that were important to me to be cognitively there. I needed to do well and be functional. And when I was going to them or preparing for them, I was a little concerned about how the fasting would affect my brain. Would I be, you know, would it be sort of like on the mark? Would I be able to think intelligently and form ideas and speak? Or would I be a little bit foggy? That was my concern. Would the fast make me foggy? Fascinatingly enough, it did the exact opposite. I came home after the first in-depth interview and and these were both taped and I was almost shocked by how sharp I felt. I said, I, I felt like I was almost sharper. My acuity, my mental acuity was almost tuned up higher than it is normally. I felt like I was, I was dialed in verbally, uh, cognitively. I could form ideas, put together exactly what I wanted. And I felt really on the money in both of these conversations. Same thing when I was interviewing people, I felt like I was completely there. And if anything, I felt like the fasting did not in any way create fog. It amplified acuity. I described this to another friend of mine who's sort of in the world of of health and research. And, uh, and one of the things she said was that she's seen some research on this that shows that in fact, when you fast for more than a couple of days, it also sends a signal to your brain, your physiology, that it needs to be very sharp because you need to be able to go out and hunt and, and have a very high level of attentiveness. And that kind of makes sense to me. So cognitively, it seemed to actually, if anything, only help rather than hurt, which was another really big surprise for me. Another question, could I exercise while I was doing this? Turns out, yes. I didn't do it at a very high pace, very deliberately, because I was sort of prescribed beforehand to sort of move my body, but not super intensely, because it would mess a bit with what I was trying to do and potentially uh, lead to a bit of fatigue or cravings later. So I did it on a fairly regular basis at a sort of a medium slash mile pace. But I remember being at the gym. I actually don't love gyms, but it's winter in New York, so I go inside. And very often uh, I start out my, my workout with about 15 minutes on a rowing ergometer. And I got 15 minutes in and I felt great, so I just did it more. So a really interesting thing was that it seemed not to really hurt my ability to exercise as well. What about sleep? Did it mess with that at all? Here's where it gets interesting. My answer is yes, it actually did, at least for me. I don't have a really clear reason why, but the theory is that what it did for me was I would wake up, uh, you know, I'll often wake up, you know, somewhere around four or five hours into sleep for a quick you know, in, in the middle of the night, restroom break, and then go back to sleep. And I had more trouble going back to sleep after I woke up. And I found that I was slightly more agitated. And I think what was happening was that I would drink a lot of water during the day while fasting. 
But while sleeping, I would essentially have four, you know, four hour window where I was in a fasting state, but not getting fluids. And when I woke up from that, I was not in as good a sort of a, a psychological or physiological state. I felt a, a bit agitated. So it definitely made it a bit harder to go back to sleep. So I would sometimes end up playing some kind of audio to help me drop back into sleep. So that was an interesting discovery as well. It, I did feel like it got better over time, over the seven-day duration of the fast. Okay, now you may be wondering about the two big things here, pain and weight loss. What did it do with regard to those things? Big things is what it did. In regard to physical pain, to joint pain, so there is, um, ketones can have a a pretty dramatic anti-inflammatory effect in the body. And what I found was at about day three, four, when I started to switch over uh, and and the level of ketones in my body elevated pretty seriously, a lot of the sort of uh, longer term joint pain that I have experienced in my life either completely went away or was very substantially diminished. It kind of blew my mind because I've done all sorts of other things from complementary medicine to all sorts of other stuff to taking pills to things like this. Nothing's ever really done much to touch it, at least for more than you know, a very short amount of time. I'm now uh, three days post-fast and I'm still good. You know, my question is how long the effect will last. And some of the experiments I'll be running will be sort of modified nutrition and potentially shorter term, you know, would a 24 or 36 hour weekly fast help sustain this effect? But I'm really encouraged by the fact that it had such a strong effect on anti-inflammatory effect in my body. By the way, the, the way that I know um, where the ketones are and when they really kicked in at a high level in my body is that I was actually monitoring my ketones in my blood during the seven-day fast. There are three ways to do it as a sort of everyday person. You can do it with uh, in your urine using little keto strips. You can do it in your breath or you can do it in your blood. I was doing the urine-based one, and what I found was that as soon as I really started getting to ketosis, it was completely misrepresenting my level, showing that I had no ketosis at a time where my blood ketones showed very high levels of ketones in my blood. So I switched entirely. I stopped using that and switched entirely to measuring blood, which you can do with a simple little device that you can get uh, online for not a lot of money and do it at home in a matter of a minute. So really fascinating anti-inflammatory and pain reduction effect in my body, which I was hopeful for, but not expecting and thrilled that it happened. Okay, now that final thing that so many people have asked me about. After not eating for seven days, what did it do to my weight? In seven days, I dropped 14 pounds, which kind of blew my mind. was not the primary reason that I did it at all. I have the weight to lose, so there's nothing unsound about it. But I was very, very surprised. Now, of course... 14 pounds is not uh, 14 pounds of true body weight. There is a a significant amount of that is going to be fluids and water. And that will return to me as it should, as my body sort of rebalances and recalibrates. But I'm now three days post and I'm still 12 pounds down. So I imagine another two, three pounds of uh, fluid weight, water weight will eventually return to me and rebalance over the next couple of days. 
but still uh, 10 pounds down of actual uh, body tissue. Pretty fascinating. I did not do scans or um, body comp measurements to figure out how much of that weight was muscle versus fat. But from the research that I have done, the way that I did the fast should be uh, pretty muscle sparing, meaning that the vast majority should have come from the burning of fat as a primary uh, fuel for survival. So really fascinating experiment. I'm now sort of, you know, trying to figure out how, what are the experiments that I will run moving forward to see if I can sustain and build on these really powerful results. And I'm very encouraged. One last thing as I wrap this, um, coming off the fast, uh, a number of people have asked, well, what did you do? How did you, did you just sit down and have a pizza and a piece of cake? And I was like, no. <laughs> My plan worked out in advance was to start with a very sort of mild uh, soup based uh, or, or, you know, like green juice based things without any sort of sweet stuff. I still have not had any kind of sugar or treats or chocolate, which um, for a long time thought I thought ran in my blood. Uh, and we'll slowly add bits of that in, but very likely maintain a bit of a different nutrition profile to see how long I can sustain these effects. I hope you found that interesting. Um, I'm going to be doing more experiments. And as always, if you, I will include a link also in the show notes to uh some resources that were super helpful in learning a lot more about this. And if you were considering doing something like this, of, uh, as always, do not just jump into this. This is unique to me. And make sure that you work with a qualified healthcare professional in figuring out um, and monitoring how to do this safely and intelligently if it's something that you're going to do. Now, I'm really excited to also um, head into our science segment today and share a bit of research on how sunlight may actually help fix damage in our cardiovascular systems, which we all have to some extent. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good Life Project is brought to you by LinkedIn Ads. So have you ever felt the challenge of reaching a key decision maker in the B2B world? Imagine connecting with a billion professionals, including 180 million senior executives and 10 million C-level leaders. Well, LinkedIn Ads provides precision targeting and measurement tools tailored for B2B marketers, outperforming other platforms with two to five times higher ROAS in technology. Plus, 79% of B2B content marketers vouch for LinkedIn Ads' exceptional paid media results. What sets LinkedIn ads apart is their understanding of the complex B2B landscape. They have built a platform to support you through intricate decision-making processes. I've actually tapped the power of LinkedIn ads a number of times to help grow our work-focused venture, Spark Endeavors, and I've been seriously impressed by the performance. So if you're ready to elevate your B2B marketing, try LinkedIn ads. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject or just click the link in the show notes. Terms and conditions apply. Good Life Project is supported by Dell. So seasons change. So why not your tech? Upgrade now during the Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event 
and save on select PCs like the XPS 16 powered by Intel Core processors. You'll be able to bring your most intensive project to life with built-in AI, minimalistic design, immersive visuals, and cinematic audio. Plus, complete your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop at dell.com deals, you'll have access to exceptional tech and electronics, plus free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time, only at dell.com deals. That's dell.com deals, or just click the link in the show notes. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back with today's Good Life Science update. For those new to the podcast, these are short little briefs where I share my geekery around science. I'm constantly scouring research on health, well-being, living a good life, the way we interact with people, all sorts of stuff like that, to bring you interesting, cool stuff that may just help you live better in the world. As always, I will include a link to the actual study report in the show notes for those fellow geeks who want to actually go deeper into the science, the research, and see the methodologies and protocols. Today is pretty fascinating new study that comes out of researchers at Ohio University on vitamin D3. Now, vitamin D3, we've probably all heard, or you may or may not have heard, but it's been in the news a fair amount over the last decade. Vitamin D, we're told, is really important in bone, preventing bone loss and bone density. That's generally been the conversation. There's been some broader conversation also around its effect in the body for general health, anti-inflammation, well-being, immunity. But really a lot of it is take your vitamin D and, and uh, you know, because it's really important for bone. But here's the interesting thing. Increasingly, there is research that's showing that vitamin D3 is actually critically important for a cardiovascular system. What happens over time in pretty much all of us is that we end up with damage in our cardiovascular system. What is our cardiovascular system? You know, it's that thing, the heart and the blood vessels, the stuff that provides life to us. <laughs> um, it is critically important. And over time, just through very often lifestyle choices and genetics, we end up taking a hit to that system. And that hit can lead to plaque buildup. It can lead to atherosclerosis. It can lead to high blood pressure. It can lead to heart attack. It can lead to really bad stuff. And it very often builds up over time. 
and it's caused through damage to the walls of the vessels of this system, to the the endothelial cells um, within the walls of that system. And there hasn't been a whole lot that is super effective at fixing that damage. Well, it turns out that researchers, Professor Malinsky and his team, did a study that's been published in the International Journal of Nanomedicine where they actually used nanosensors, which are these miniature, miniature, miniature sensors to be able to actually see how vitamin D3 affects individual endothelial cells within vessels. And what they realized, what they discovered, and this was a big discovery because nobody really figured this out before, was that vitamin D3 actually is uh, a trigger for the release of something called NO or nitric oxide. Now, nitric oxide is what's called a signaling molecule that helps to regulate how blood moves through these vessels. It also helps in stopping atherosclerosis and clotting. So D3 interacted with NO and led to a reduction in damage, in the damage that is done to the cardiovascular system just through oxidation over life. Like we rust inside, our vessels rust inside, they accumulate stuff inside. And the D3 was able to actually trigger changes on the lining of these vessels that repair damage. This is really big because at least to my knowledge and the research that I've seen, it's, it's been really hard to find anything that will actually repair damage to these vessels, having an effect on hypertension, on uh, the risk for a heart attack, even diabetes um, and clogged arteries. So this is pretty huge. Now, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for you? That means that you can deal with this in one of two ways, either supplementation through D3, which is very inexpensive and readily available over the counter. As always, don't start taking anything just because I said it, there's research that says it might be helpful. Always consult with your healthcare provider before making any changes. But there's another source, which is sunlight. Our body naturally creates D by being in the sun. So one of the uh, theories uh, actually about uh, why we are, have become, so many people have actually become very deficient in D is that we are indoors so much these days and so many more of us wear sunscreen on a regular basis when it's sunny outside too, which is great. You know, that has its benefits, but at the same time, it may be impacting our production of vitamin D. And if vitamin D increasingly we're finding is, is hyper important in all sorts of bodily functions. And now we're seeing may be critically important in repairing damage done to our cardiovascular system. It's another uh, sort of a piece of evidence to either supplement or make sure that you are getting actually enough sunlight in your life. Yes, there's too much, but there's also sunlight deficiency. So something to think about. As always, we will link to the study in the show notes so you can dive in and see what the details are yourself. Hope you found this valuable and enjoyable. As always, it's fun hanging out with you. I'm Jonathan Fields, and this is Good Life Project. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And thanks also to our fantastic sponsors who help make this show possible. You can check them out in the links we've included in today's show notes. And while you're at it, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your listening app 
so you never miss an episode, and then share the Good Life Project love with friends. Because when ideas become conversations that lead to action, that's when real change takes hold. See you next time. This story is presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA produced by ACAST Creative. 25 years ago, Invesco QQQ rethought the investing landscape by providing access to the NASDAQ's 100 most innovative companies all in one ETF. With Invesco QQQ, investors saw all the possibilities that innovation could deliver. Personally, I had a wake-up call in my 30s that led me to invest deeply in myself to unlock new possibilities. I walked away from a career as a lawyer, overhauled my lifestyle through mindset and exercise and nutrition, and completely reimagined my career. And it was unsettling at times, but that investment in my potential allowed me to live so much more creatively and with purpose and passion. Invesco is proud to sponsor the new Ways to Win podcast, hosted by longtime coaches and mentors Craig Robinson and John Calipari. So in Ways to Win, the coaches use their on-court wisdom to solve for off-court problems and help you find a winning formula for success. In this clip from the show, we'll hear Craig share his advice for weighing a decision to switch from investment banking to full-time coaching. Let's take a listen. The advice that I would give somebody who's weighing a decision that is less risky or more risky, I always tell them to work back from what they're wanting to accomplish right? What the reward is, what's at the end and work back and try and set yourself up to get to where you want to get to. Because sometimes taking a risk is the right thing to do to get something that you want. And what I try and counsel people to do is not be afraid to take risks. Because if you set yourself up properly with a good education, a great network of friends, and you've got family behind you, you can usually weather most storms if things don't work out the way you thought they'd work out. So listen to Ways to Win wherever you get your podcasts to get more wisdom from Craig. Nobody knows what's ahead, but one thing's for certain. You can access tomorrow's innovation today with Invesco QQQ ETF. Let's rethink possibility. So thank you for listening to this special story brought to you in partnership with Invesco QQQ and produced by ACAS Creative. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more defined investments. The NASDAQ 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. Invesco is not affiliated with ACAS Creative. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.